This episode of Super GG Radio is brought to you by our Patreon. Patrons of the show can get our Dogs of Super GG Radio newsletter, Super GG Radio stickers, a slap on your clothes as PC or bag, input on what we cover, game nights with the hosts, and even a chance to win a copy of an indie we talked about. Not only that, but 90% of all patron contributions go to the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Visit patreon.com slash superggradio to learn more. Good internet and welcome to session 199 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. This is it. The rapture, the end of an era, Super GG Radio turns 200 episodes next week. We've got hundreds of hours of us on the internet acting like damn fools. I'm your adjacent host this week, Eric Getty Gettinger. With me is the original host and owner of Super GG Radio content until he sold it all for a PSVR PSVR 2. That's a thing? Mm-hmm. Alex Arona. That's a thing. Yeah, man. I told you. I got I have regular VR and now I got PSVR 2 and I sold it. I sold our podcast for it. Let me tell you, that's just expensive. Fancy right? over there for that PSVR 2. You know, that's a pretty good return on investment for the sale of us. It depends on who you ask, because honestly, I was trying to go for the, the, what is the other one? The Valve Index. The Valve Index. Index. And that thing. That sounds made up. They they told me that, hey, let's not push your luck here. Your luck, you're getting a PSVR 2. Completely made up. Double the price. Uh, Okay. So you sold us. Fantastic. Um, We can just end the podcast there then, right? No, okay. Uh, I'm be so disappointed. Also with us this week is the man who has oodles of new content, Joel DeWitt. You know, thanks to Vampire Survivors, I really only recognize time in 15 and 30 minute chunks. Oh, so you just look at this podcast as, what, six playthroughs that you're not going to get to do? Yeah, I mean, T- Telly's already edging me out right now with the <laughs> Vampire Survivors time. Uh, I'm afraid she's going to catch up and start uh, schooling my high scores. But If she, like, walked into the frame right now with a broom, I might die. That would be, like, <laughs> quality content. That's what we need on this podcast, just hearing, like, shoo, get out of here, go on, get. And then you could do the, are you trying to white fang me? No. No. Okay. No. I tried. A wolf fang fist I... you. No, boo. Mm. Yamcha. Boo this man. <laughs> All right. We're only like six minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we're not even halfway through. Yamcha you? Not even halfway through a vampire survivor's run. Okay. <laughs> that's, but that's what we need, Joel. We need that hardcore content. Some adult vampire survivor content. But mostly, I don't, I don't like where this is going. Mostly no nudity. Always possible that there could be some. And, uh, yep, so this week we're going to hopefully save our mortal souls and early adopters, come up with some news. I don't even know what is in here. Good luck to me. And then we got, like, another 15 minutes of indies in the backlog, maybe? I don't know. We'll plug something in. Just for you. Just for the listener. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. 
Alright, so early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games. Why are you making me play more Elden Ring? And it's not even good Elden Ring. Let me go off on a tangent about Wulong Fallen Dynasty. I'm sorry. Wow. This is this is a triple A title, right? This is a triple A title, yeah? Not for me. Uh, I did not enjoy. I don't enjoy. know if you could consider that. Is Team Ninja AAA? At this point? They gotta be, Googling. yeah. Is Team Ninja... Yes, what, Google something. Team Ninja has done the... Uh, their... What game? Oh, they did Ninja like, Gaiden. Yeah. That's that's the one. They did oh, Ditter Alive. And then this is... Yeah. They also did... Uh, no, no. Neo. How do you pronounce... Neo? One Neo? and two. Neo. <clears throat> one and two. Did they do that Devil May Cry remake way back when? No. No. Oh, that, that was Ninja Theory? That could Going be. Going through the list here. Hmm. Uh, no, they did not do that. That must have been Ninja Theory. So these oh. are grown men who are getting paid probably the big bucks. <laughs> I, and women. I, yes, sorry. Persons. Also, Metroid Other M. Go ahead, sorry. And a lot of people that worked on this, I don't enjoy this as much as some of their other titles. I liked Neo for what it offered. This feels very roughly like a clone that is trying to also become Dynasty Warriors. Do not likey. I don't know about you guys. So I, I'm... This is my cards on the table moment. I played up until the first, like, big monster thing. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it didn't completely body me. So to be to be fair, I I do think that I would have been able to overcome it if I tried again, but that's sort of where I bounced off to. I, I think this is probably at least up to that point the most approachable one of these games that I've touched on. It I will time. see that, and I will raise you a Jedi whatever it was. Fallen it's order. on my Xbox. Fallen Order. <laughs> it's it, it is downloaded. I, I just need a slot in this. I that. I agree with you, Joel. It's a little bit more forgiving because you don't lose everything when your character goes down. However, the mechanic of placing the flags and gaining morale, it. Mm. So in the first area. Fine. You do have to grind a little bit in order to make sure that when you go into the final fight, it's appropriate. You're gaining your souls, your sorry, your key, and using it to level up. But those flags, they're make or break. And if you don't explore, then you're not going to get anywhere. But at the same time, even with exploration, if your morale is five ticks below the enemy that you're fighting, you're going to have a bad time. It's not going to be fun for anybody. Alex is very quiet, and I don't like it. <laughs> no, I just think this is very funny. Getty had to double check. He's like, this is a triple A, yeah? So I can make fun of it and t talk about how horrible and how much I hate it. I right? don't no. hate it. I'm just saying that it. I like Dynasty Warriors. They uh -huh. are trying to force Dynasty Warriors, but not Dynasty Warriors down my throat. The Yellow Turban Army, that is like Warriors. baseline. Like, you are fighting thousands of Yellow Turban Army guys in all of the Dynasty Warriors games. And even yes. the first boss, also one of the guys... Like, this is feudal Japanese history. Okay. But you're That's fighting fine. one of them. You're fighting one. Until he turns into a crazy monster. Yes, but you're fighting still one. You're not fighting 17 dudes or 1,000 dudes at once and doing thousands of damage with your huge berserk sword. Like, that's what I'm saying is that, like, I actually really like this game. Uh, 
because of the way that it felt like a little bit more approachable and also felt very like I I felt cool in a Dark Souls despite it being so mechanical and based on like physics and committing to attacks I never really feel that cool and I feel like this one put a lot of stuff Jedi Fallen Order <clears throat> sorry <laughs> There could be more than one good game, Getty. No. No. I, I refuse think, to hear it. I think for me this this game's biggest sin for me is that it it has it didn't win me over to the genre, right? And that that's I've got a clear hurdle where it's it's like a binary yes no. Either it's gonna hit and this is gonna be the one for Souls games or it's not. And, and this ain't it. Yeah, there's there's certain things that it does well. I do like the variation of moves that you're able to perform, being able to switch yeah. weapons very, fairly fluid. Uh, and just, the flare, the stylish flare, if you like parry correctly and then you know flip around them and do another attack. It all looks good. It feels good, Getty. It does a good job of... Fe- <laughs> of fe- <laughs> it does okay. It feels generic in a lot of ways. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yes, I, don't, I, don't, I agree... That if from the the twenty minutes I played, thirty minutes I played of this game. That's it. I feel. I think I put in probably. like two hours. I got to the second stage and I made it pretty far in. From yeah, the, the thirty minutes I played, the twenty minutes I played, I feel like it definitely did not establish its identity right away. Yeah, its combat is kind of nondescript. I mean, yeah. you want the movement and attacks to have a certain weight if you're going for this style of game and in it, it almost feels like you're moving as fast as like a more of a character action game, like a Bayonetta, Mm -hmm. but it's forcing it within this dark soul structure where for a genre, that's all about like timing your movements and figuring out exactly how many frames of animation this attack is going to have from the boss to try to avoid it you need to have some sort of weight behind it. And I, I didn't feel that. I mean, that these guys have done this before with uh, Neo and then Neo two, where it's, it's kind of very similar. I've like, for some reason, I feel like Neo had more of an identity, but looking at Neo, I can't tell the difference between Neo and say, what was the souls like where you were a ninja? I don't know. I, I give I up. Have, what, what is it? Joel's copy. You have Joel's uh, copy. Oh, uh, Sekiro. Shadow, yeah. Shadows die twice. Yeah. Yeah, that game, I can't tell the difference between that and Neo, so I can only feel like Neo didn't establish too great of a personality either. I don't know. Doesn't, uh, I, for, I felt like well, it did there's, better than this. And I, well, well and there, there's story personality and there's gameplay personality, right? I, I mean, games can be set in really similar settings and, and be kind of one note or unremarkable in some way, but the the diversity in gameplay in a genre is sort of what I kind of look forward to seeing, like, what kind of character it has. Uh, so, that that would be my comparative, like, where where does this cross on? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think that it, further on you'll get different varied weapons. There's obviously a leveling up tier system, so I think that there'll be variation in that. Um, I just... Yeah, for me, it, it, like I agree with the fact that it doesn't really establish something that kind of makes it uh, seem a little bit like stand out. It could have used a little bit more. So I don't hate it. I just feel like 
knowing the other games that this that they've put out, I liked Neo. I liked it a lot. It had a lot of character. It had just fun stuff that you could do from level to level, and it felt like that Dark Souls that's unforgiving. This one, it it just felt like it didn't want you to feel bad about dying, but at the same time, it, it, there's there's not enough, uh, I don't want to say soul in it, but it needs a better identity than what it's putting forward to start. And maybe it gets better. I don't know. I, I think I put in the most time with it, but again, you could also cheese stuff terribly in this game. Once you get magic abilities, I'm just sitting there, I trap an enemy around the corner, and I'm shooting lightning bolts at them. I don't have to do anything. I just lightning bolt while my companion is off futzing around. Yeah, did, did I notice, right, there was not a stamina bar? Or did there I miss the stamina bar There is somewhere? a stamina bar, yeah, but there is. it is not your typical one. So as you do moves and you block... The bar at the tiny, like it's a very tiny bar too, at the bottom will go into the red. But if you do Mm -hmm. attacks and you connect, then it'll actually increase on the opposite side and turn blue. And then you can feed Uh, off of that. So, well, that that explains why I never noticed it. (laughs) Well, it it kind of encourages a flow state, meaning that the more you're actually uh, connecting and making moves, not just like like if you're getting blocked, you're going to run out of stamina. But if you're mm-hmm. connecting, moving around, and constantly getting hits, you can just keep going. Okay. Yeah, that first boss, very easy to cheese if you're just sitting there in the corner, countering him, and then casting... I was using, like, Fire Blast. So he would attack, I would parry him, attack, like, four or five times, Fire Blast, and that would break his guard again, and then eventually he would have a break status, and I would just do a massive attack on him. I didn't feel like it was as difficult as I wanted it to be. Maybe I'm a masochist, sadist, whatever. Both. Getting, I mean, that's probably you, you true, You say you too, don't hate this but... game, yet you sent me a picture of you throwing your PC in the garbage after playing this. I didn't play it on PC, so... You, sir... That's how mad you were, though. Are drunk. You were so mad. <laughs> how much of that brown water did you have? <laughs> Getty, you know I'm brown. <laughs> why did you why did you make this a race thing? Super GG Radio where we're gonna be kicked off the air after this one. Hey, hey, I could self-identify. <clears throat> I could self-identify. Yeah, but unlike the people of humanity. You didn't even let me do the uh, fine. <laughs> if you wanna Something go back you. to hosting, you know I have no problem with that. It'll save me I time. I won't do any of the write-ups anymore. I won't. I won't even have to like think about stuff. I could just sit here and veg out. Humanity. We also played Humanity this week, and this game is bonkers. I liked it. I know that Alex liked it. Joel, do you appreciate Humanity? This, this is great. It's probably one of the better betas we played this year, as far as I'm concerned. Ooh. And what made it great? Can you describe, paint us that word picture that Alex is always talking about? So, humanity. It was on the state of play last week, right? The Sony state of play yep. presentation. It's the and Tetris it effect, is, Yeah, yeah. And the comparison to Lemmings was made. 
mm-hmm. which I can see the DNA in it. It definitely has that vein. So what is the premise of the game? You are a glowy dog who then needs to corral or shepherd this flow of humanoid people kind of things from a spawn point to an end goal point. And this all takes place on a playing field that is comprised of cubes. So just like basic black gray cubes that comprise this total obstacle course, basically, Mm -hmm. where then you have to corral these people from start to finish. As the dog, you have different abilities. So to start out with, you have a power where you can basically directionally change what way the people are going. Yep. And so this natural flow, you have them turn left by placing the left arrow on the block. They'll pivot left, then pivot right, etc. And it starts off very basic. Like that first couple levels are pretty easy. They start adding in things like jumps. Uh, like a mega jump. Mega <laughs> jump. Jumping real far. They start adding new ops. They start adding new obstacles like uh, fans. So like one of those early levels, they have fans where you actually need to position this row of people so that they then walk. There's a pad where you place that like it makes them lighter in air mm-hmm. and then it just sends them flying over to the other side. It does that great thing of you have to manage people. You have to manage this herd of people while also sort of plotting out things in advance. So you're really, you start your planning at first and then you end up having to on the fly sort of put one track in front of the train as you go to once you get to those points where you need to have it be more on the fly. Another interesting thing too is that they've got these sort of tall gold people i'm not sure what the <laughs> name they gave for it was goldies exactly. golems goldies goldies that's right that's right uh so, so the goldies are just sort of they're basically like extras you can pick up in each level for bonus points and what'll happen is that if you can get some of your flow of people to cross on the point that they're at they will then start following the herd and so if you can part, part of like getting the perfect score is routing things so you can collect the goldies and get them to the end state as well yeah but you don't want them to die i yeah but want and actual outcome are, are two different yeah. things. yeah yeah I, I i was definitely like upset i was like they're like oh yeah by the way like because humans can die all the all you all day but it's like the goldies all of a sudden they're like oh yeah you that one of the the goldie died and he does not respawn mm-hmm. too bad <laughs> yeah you should feel bad about it they're more important mm-hmm Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't get me started on classism <laughs> and humanity um also the uh the music that soundtrack was just very tetris effecty yes you, you can definitely see the pedigree and uh polish behind it like the the character models and environments are pretty nondescript i mean it's it's basic shades of color like the the people look more like the marionette kind of things yeah than just anything else. very generic but they do have different clothes on so it looks like a mob of people and they're always yes. they're always going except for the few levels where you have a limited amount to work with which i enjoyed it did vary the gameplay quite a bit you guys made it I, all the way to the end right nearly i think they i actually i, I think it's to its credit in its 
visual simplicity yeah. be, because if, if they try to have it be like you know very bare bones basic like people that are dressed in trying to look human it would kind of look probably cheapish and, and the way that they did made it really uniform and i think it had that veneer of polish because of that um there was only the like level, five levels right like 10 or so the level i got to was when they started introducing were they the nobodies or something like that ah uh, yes yeah so, so there's sort of an anti-person <laughs> type yeah. where if you walk through them, all your people will start following them instead. They right. So the way that the, I think they're called others, work is mm-hmm. that they are going in whatever direction. They have a specific flow. So in that stage, you want one of the goldies to make it to the end goal. Uh, but if the goldie comes in contact with others, then it will just follow them. So the fun part about that one is uh, positioning the fans to blow all the others to their death, straight mm-hmm. off the edge, and then having your guys walk through it. But if you put your people and try and have them walk through, they will go against the flow, not successfully. I might add, you'll see people just trying to go across making it through the rows and then they will just fall off the the side of the the map as they do one of the things i was trying to get at is that towards the end if you hit that that last level there's a giant swirling mass and it becomes people it's just a whole bunch of people swirling around an orb but the way that the the humans or people in this game move is just so crazy once you hit the what the mass button where it makes them less dense the jumping is hilarious to watch because you get to jump like 10 maybe 10 tiles if you position it right with the mega jump uh yeah it's but the way that people follow the dog around it's cute i like it it doesn't feel like it's a uh, too obtuse in any of the puzzles there was one that i had a hard time with because I didn't realize to start that it is a pre-planning level so you only get to do all of the moves that you want to set up for the characters at the start and then once you hit the go button it's like the uh, what was that game the one where you build machines like the the giant machine or the great machine you guys know what I'm talking about no, no I'm gonna have to come sorry. back to that one but yeah yeah trying to strategically plan and and move your humans so that you can successfully make it to the end of a stage. That's where I felt like it was getting pretty tricky, but still manageable, still fun. Yeah, I, I think one of the really good things about this game is, is that it, it is a slow step up of the difficulty, at least from what we've played so far. Uh that last level I stopped on, it wasn't because I didn't think I couldn't beat it. It's because I was running out of time and, and needed to put a pause on it. The other cool thing is that there's a lot of really funny visual stuff that will happen during these levels. And so one is the obvious. If you if you set the wrong uh, directions or jumps, you can have just people waterfalling to their doom <laughs> off in the side mm-hmm. on accident yeah one of the one of the levels the the end state is actually having the wave of people jump off different platforms and so by the time you are actually getting to the completion they're almost in sort of a circular motion 
jumping all around, almost like those, uh, you know, those four-leaf clover kind of turn-offs on the highway? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So it just really funny visual stuff just by din of completing a level. I got it. The Incredible Machine. Mm. You ever play that growing up? No. No. You would just place objects on the map and then, uh, like, try and get the machine to go. So sometimes it would give you part of the machine, sometimes you wouldn't have any of the machine. But when you hit go, you had a goal in mind, whatever it might be. Okay. So that that's what some of the levels reminded me of. But this is good. I like this. You said it was on the state of play. Did we even cover yeah. that? I don't remember. Does it matter? We, we touched on it briefly last week. It was a, a, just a quick hit. But this is definitely hitting my wish list. It's a very cool thing. It's definitely because you get to play as a dog, right? That doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's, these uh, these are definitely not my types of games. Which? Either of these? Uh, no, uh, Tetris, uh, the Tetris effect and uh, the humanity. Hmm. But still fun. Oh, very fun. Very fun. More fun than Wulong? I think I had more fun with Wulong, but I, I liked Wulong a lot, so that means I really liked humanity a lot as well. Unlike Getty. Mm, okay. Maybe you should get Wulong. I hear it's coming out. All right. Well, I woke up as a dog in a break. So let's take that break and come back. Holy moly, Alex, I wrote all these intros and outros in six minutes. What do I win? You win a medium drink. Rip really? it and win, Getty. <laughs> Rip it and win. <laughs> all right. Nobody's going to get that reference. That he should know that one. He, he'll get I it. I should? Yeah. I think you exited before that happened. No, that was like season four. I thought that was season six. Of what? Aqua Teen. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Assemble. Yeah, I might have bounced by then. Yeah. I think we got, you were only three seasons in. Getty, what do we got for news? Uh, A whole bunch of bullshit. We're skipping the news this week. I'm just kidding. Elden Ring finally announces its DLC expansion, Shadow of the Erd Tree. Uh, What do we know about this? Is it coming out before... Starfield? No. Uh, I only say yes because I don't think that game's ever coming out. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it does not tell me tell us when. I have a lot of faith that it'll come out soonish. Yeah, me too. The the <coughs> dick is so. Go back, Eddie, or do you already get uh, <coughs> get rid of your copy? Season 4 is the dick episode. Season 4, episode 4, in case you're wondering. <clears throat> Getty, are you going to play the Erd Tree? Are you, or are you, did you already get back your copy? I still have my copy of Elden Ring. I was uh, hoping that I would just retire from the podcast and do nothing but play that for the end of my days, but you hate me, so 
arguably a better use of your time. <laughs> also, I do hate you. <laughs> All right. Well, that sets the tone for the rest of this. I know. I know. We're just having fun, kids. We're just yep. having fun. <clears throat> Four spoken devs purchased by Square Enix. Uh, when did this happen? Today's they Thursday. They, they weren't. Luminous Studios was kind of always part of Square Enix, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but this is not a good thing. This is the, we let our kid go out into the world, and they only disappointed us. So ah. we come back home. So they did the a, story of they us? They only did two games. They did Forspoken, and they did Final Fantasy XV. Well, I know I like Final Fantasy XV, Yes, I still did not want do to well play Forspoken. Who's Final commercial? Fantasy 15 didn't do well commercially? I don't think so. I, I, did I miss what you said? No, <laughs> yeah, that's no, what no, he said. He's going to the internet. Yeah. All right, we'll let him go I, I to mean, the internet. I mean, Square Enix has a little bit of a ridiculous expectation for sales of some of their games. I think that's why they sort of offloaded hitman because they had unrealistic expectations about what that should be selling so that and tomb raider surprise me yeah um, I, no okay I it did okay commercially. it did okay commercially but it was it was reviewed very poorly just like us <laughs> no i wish no. we did well commercially <laughs> oh we do for those who listen what's next right. Eddie? I don't know. Oh, no, I do know. It's written right here. The Wolf Among Us delayed to beyond 2023. That's fine. <laughs> what? Good, I want this to be a good game when it comes yeah. out. I don't want a Absolutely. steaming pile of poop on my chest, okay? I want to be able to sit down and enjoy many wolves. Yeah, you don't I, want I, new I've... tales from the Borderlands. You went Wolf Among Us. No, I liked... Uh, what new tales from the borderlands but yeah wolf among us i have told you guys like a dozen times to read those comics the fables comics they are so good and this takes one of my favorite characters bigby wolf and it drops him into the hard gritty detective bullshit that you don't get to see in the comics because he's already established as this hard ass that has a heart of gold the, the great thing about the first game is that you didn't need to know much of anything about the comic series right. to be able to dive in and, and get into it. I, I We got a lot out of this game, and it's arguably one of the best Telltale games that they made. Uh, so I, I'm with you in that. Like, I would be more disappointed if I had more time to play games <laughs> this year, uh, but given that, I'm, I'm happy to wait until it's ready. Too many games this year so far. Too many games. Alex, did you have anything you wanted to say about Wolf Among Us? I look forward to playing it one day. (laughs) Your generic response. Well, I mean, the Uh, Telltale games, there was a bunch of them. I picked Batman. You sound disappointed in Batman. No, it wasn't bad. It was an interesting tale. It was a a wild... It went in a wild direction that I was not expecting. But other than that, it was pretty good. Okay. I see you. But you know what I don't see? More Switch 2 rumors. Uh, is it a, 
is it a Switch Pro? Is it a Switch? Is it like a new Switch so, 2.0? Is it? So, does it have a new so name? The, I, I only bring this up because it's a it's a funny thing that this rumor keeps popping up as if it's not going to eventually <laughs> happen. You, you know, it's, it's one of those like if, if people keep on claiming that they got it right, somebody's gonna get it right and claim that they knew what they were talking about. Uh, this one is from 4chan. <laughs> so they're already off to a good start. Somebody claiming that they worked with a translation company with uh, the Pokemon company on Star- Starlet and Violet. And that the claim is that one of the DLCs for that will launch alongside when a new Switch comes out. Hmm. Um, the perception of it was that it would be an actual new system of some type. Now, that also infers that we're probably likely looking towards another something that has that Switch style, where it's a tablet, handheld controller with that can plug into a dock, uh, which means that Nintendo's sort of behind coming up with like creative new pieces of hardware that are meant to fit a certain game they want to make. Um, but that's all with a grain of salt. The rumor is sometime this winter seems pretty unlikely. Now, I mean, the, the thing's long in the tooth, so it's like six years now that the Switch <clears throat> has been out. So we're due for something, but that seems a little spurious. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be backwards compatible, right? <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I, I, You know, that, that's a funny question, though, because realistically, if they're not changing the like architecture of the hardware or yeah. if it's going to take similar cartridges there's no good reason why at least the the physical cartridges shouldn't be backwards compatible but then you also go towards like the it's all software sort of running on the same type of equipment so why wouldn't the digital stuff be saleable too and that opens a whole new can of worms of like how much grief is that going to cost developers who would want to release a new version of a game they've sold before on the, the switch onto the switch two or whatever it was so i mean you could always do inst- you could always do remasters mm-hmm. right and at the same time also like every nintendo console has been back compatible outside of the 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 nes snes and gamecube right they all the, after that they all had like some sort of backward compatibility right the handheld ones and, no the not Wii all handheld ones are true too uh, but yep. that was past the Super NES era. For but sure. the Wii, the Wii U, and the Switch to us, the Switch not is less so obviously, but with them re-releasing it, it's kind of been a thing. But I mean, mm-hmm. that, yeah, all the 3DS, DS, Game Boy Advance stuff that was also there. So, right, does there, that work? If you put a full-size Game Boy cartridge into your 3DS, does it work? Not the 3DS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 3D. Which one had both the, of the... The, the Game Boy the Advance. The DS. I it think. was the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. Advance. Game Boy Advance to play the Game Boy games and Game Boy Advance games and Game Boy Color games. Hold on. Didn't one the, of the dual screens have the... The That's DS to play the Game Boy Advance. But not the regular no, Game Boy. The original Game Boy I don't, cartridges. Yeah. No, not the... No, it was not I the... I had a so. DS. The I, DS is where I came in. I had, oh, I had we go. a Game Boy a long time ago, then I had a DS. The DS only had Game Boy Advance games. The only Game Boy Advance game I've ever played is the Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, and I did not like it. Which you broke in half. Which I, well, I did not break in half. I just did not like it. You should have broken it in half. Did you finish it? I played three hours. Why didn't you finish it? 
Which one? The tactics advanced? Yeah. We've gone over this, Getty. Is it because you found it more difficult to break a cartridge in half? No, it's because I didn't like the judge system. The, the The fights felt real loosey-goosey. I didn't like the jobs, and the story was lame with the fact that your characters get sucked into a video game. Didn't like the judge system, mm. but it was also loosey-goosey. No, like the characters... like like I, I liked the rigidity of tactics because it felt like almost like a, t- a chess game. They felt like pieces I was moving around the board, and this did not feel that way. Okay. You're entitled to your opinion. I don't have to like it, but... Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I know it's an unpopular one, and that's fine. I understand that I am in... Like, I've heard lots of people very, like, loving the... like Just having this real fondness for Tactics Advanced. It just was not for me. Okie dokie. Cool. Next piece of news. Wulong Fallen Dynasty. <laughs> Wait, what? Goes 1.0. <laughs> when? Friday. Friday. This, but this is Thursday. Yep. It'll Are be we tomorrow. reporting in the future? <clears throat> yep, it'll be out by the time this recording comes out. Unless somebody leaks it tonight. <laughs> no, not funny? Okay. Bloomhouse, first step into video games is a Dead by Daylight movie. We talked last week about how they were first step stepping into, into video games. Video and games. Now we have our first intro. Is a dead by day. So, wait. What is Bloomhouse again? They're Bloom a horror House studio. Makes horror movies. But mm. wouldn't that be the foray into using video game IP? Unless you're saying that this is an interactive movie. Get it? You can use my words however you want. No, I'm trying Your to figure it out there. because you said it's a first step into video games, but so they're just making a Dead by Daylight movie. Yep, from the video game. We did it. How's that? Next piece of news. No, 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 no. (laughs) How does that work? How does? Uh, If I remember, Dead by Daylight. uh, It says that we got some freebies this week. (laughs) Yeah, I like this sidestep right into the freebies. 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 (laughs) Okay, let's do freebies. Freebies. Black Desert Online. I do not uh, care for this game, but it's on Steam. Go get your MMO on. Black Desert Online. Brock, Steam. before the segment, maybe put a cut and put our freebie song in there. Sound effect. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that poor guy. We have Figment over on Steam. Figment is a like uh, tilt shift, like the angle down the... Z- was it Link, Link's Awakening uh, kind of style uh, camera angle? We were a little character going on an adventure where, like, you're going across bridges that are pencils. <clears throat> Just a little item. Like, the world is made out of items. And you are traversing it and getting into shenanigans. Do love shenanigans. Mm-hmm. We have Colorful Recolor at GX Games. Colorful Recolor. It, oh. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> no, it yeah, was we... like a whole it pop up popped up, and I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, <clears throat> fast paced puzzler with a kaleidoscopic collection of brain teasers, a hundred levels with engaging mechanics, uh, moving moving uh, orbs of color through little mazes and different puzzle atmospheres. Little single puzzles that you can just enjoy. Hmm. 
We have Skid over at Indie Gala. One, two, three. No, four, don't count how many. <laughs> There's a lot of eyes in this. There's a lot of eyes. This is a um, drifting game, but it's one of the oh, you're gonna we're gonna put a bunch of buzz saws in this level. Just enjoy drifting everywhere. Drifting as in car drifting. Yes. Yep. Okay. Forget Pretty me fun. not on itch.io. Forget me not is a visual novel of two boys and their young love. Uh, sixteen year. Oh no, sixteen. They're teens. A teen. Why a visual novel? All right. And last but not least. Least rise of industry over on Epic Game Store. Getty, I hear you like that Sim City, so why don't we play some more Sim City? Hey dog, I heard you like dogs, so I got you a dog to put with your dog, so you can dog while well, you dog, 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 dog. Rise of industry. <laughs> <laughs> Out now. Get okay. it while it's still free. Epic Game Store. All right. Turns out uh, we don't win anything except for more content. Let's take a hot content break, BRB guys. And we're back. Back with the Backlog Blog where we play games but never to completion. Can't finish. Can't finish them ever. It's funnier. My my the transition I had in my head was very much uh, in a similar vein. <laughs> oh yeah. Elaborate. We bring the penis because both our games start with P's. Boo! All right, Joel wants to talk about Pentiment, <laughs> which he did finish. I did finish this. This was actually a few months ago, uh, deep into the cold winter months. <laughs> so Pentiment was a game that released late last year. Mm-hmm. In uh, North America. By, Obsid- by Obsidian, uh, the folks behind, I think, Fallout New Vegas and The Outer Worlds. I liked Outer Worlds. Can't Outer verify Worlds. that. It's Outer Worlds. I beat it. Okay. It, it is a adventure game. 2D role-playing where you know the the crux of the gameplay is basically walk from point a to point b to progress the story doing some small tasks and puzzles along the way uh the plot around it is you are an artist in the 1500s you are in a small town in the uh, countryside and it's a bavarian town and you are working at an abbey as more or less a, uh, not script writer, but you, you are a writer because you're in a time where the printing press wasn't there yet. Uh, learn knowledge and writing and reading was a very uh, niche aristocrat style thing, not for the commoners to have. And his job was in the abbey to uh, more or less transcribe old scripts and uh, complete book writings for people all right well. so that that's sort of the table like the situation but it's not a typing no one, game it is not a typing game 
Okay. It is not a typing team. Uh, that is just his character and his circumstances at the moment. It is it is basically him like doing his summer internship before he goes off and does this professional painting and uh, tries to capture his muse, so to speak. And what happens in this place is that one of the uh, people within the abbey themselves gets murdered. And it is thrust upon or accused one of the uh, other people in the abbey was accused of murdering the person. Uh, excuse me. It wasn't somebody in the abbey that was murdered. It was a, uh, a baron that was in town trying to lean on the church for something. And he got murdered. Well, maybe he deserved to die. <laughs> Play the game and find out. Uh, <laughs> That's a yes. But but basically, strong your, friend, your friend and an older person who had lived in the abbey was being accused of the murder. And you were trying to spare him but they tasked you with saying, look, if you want him to live, you need to find us proof that someone else did it. And so throughout this game, a lot of it is walking around town, sort of getting to know the people in town better to then try to gain trust and eat out information that might lead into other people that might be prime suspects. And in this case, they're... There are people you interact with early on, including the Baron who passes. And one of the interesting things is that they actually have you choose sort of a profile of yourself. And But it's not like going to a menu. It is through your conversations. The Baron asks information about you. And you'll say, like, well, one of your options might be, well, I, I learned uh, art and literature in university. Another one was, oh, I, I dabbled a little bit in the occult, you know, learning about uh, alternate uh, religious knowledge and things like that. Or I went to, you know, study the church, things like that. And then it will then provide options in your dialogue after that, where if it's in your area of expertise, you can then have a more specialized comment that might open up new avenues of discovery through it. Uh, so it, it does that really nicely. And so in my case, my character had knowledge of health and uh, medicine and then sort of the, the more occult stuff. Okay. And, and so it opened up interesting avenues because this whole town is very devout in their Christianity. Okay. It, it is, I'm not sure if it's the catholic church or if it's uh another i think it's catholic church because they showed uh uh the virgin mary being kind of idolized in in the abbey itself but uh but the funny thing would be that if you walked up to a family and started talking to them and they brought up something that could let you say like well the pagans believe this and they might turn a cold shoulder at you and say like well we we don't want to speak of that in this house and things like mm -hmm. that uh but the the gameplay itself it's a lot of walking around investigating by deciding okay during this day i've got these segments of time in order to do things so, like, the morning you might have time to take an action. The afternoon you might have time to take an action. And then in between you do meals with 
different people of the town and okay. you get to choose like who you want to dine with in, in those cases most of the times and so it really forces you to make choices about how you want to pursue certain people so if you feel like the blacksmith or uh the troublemaker's son from uh the farmers down the road were the likely culprits you could spend time investigating those two specifically okay for example and it's it's you know it's it's funny that the gameplay is very thin in some ways. So when I say puzzle solving, it's very rudimentary stuff. Even for me, <laughs> so, so uh, or it'll be like simple tasks. So one option you can do is sort of uh, sit with the spinsters and help do busy work but kind of eavesdrop on what they're talking about to get information on and they'll have you do these mundane tasks of unweaving yarn and uh with like certain button inputs or moving the stick a certain way and it is almost like busy work in order to keep things active in some sense uh it's it's threadbare but it's just enough to keep it from being completely dry if that makes sense no, oh, yeah. No, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. The way that it's, you described it, it reminds me in some ways of uh, your disco dancing days. I was going to say this reminds me of Three Houses, but without the turn-based strategy RPG element. <laughs> okay, okay. You're saying it's the worst part of Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> I mean, you're hanging out with people. You only get certain times a day to hang out with them, and at the end of the day, you have tea time with them. I, I should clarify that traversing that stupid university was the worst part of Fire Emblem 3. Hey, you could zip around. You didn't have to walk everywhere. I walked everywhere. It sucked. Ugh. I walked everywhere, too. You guys are awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the strength of this game is its writing. It is clear that the people making this game wanted to tell a story and then created a video game to suit the story. Everything visually, it, it pops and looks really great. It is very much that kind of storybook art style. Not like children's storybook, but almost like... Uh, I'm not sure how to describe it. But it, it, it's very paper craft. So okay. there's like a layering on top of things. And, and it almost looks stage play-ish in, in some ways. And the story escalates and evolves beyond the premise and the situation I gave you. There's actually a time skip at some point, and you get reintroduced to some of these characters and new characters with the town in a certain state decades later after, and it continues on. And there is an underlying conspiracy, of course, underneath <laughs> all of this. Uh, but it, it it never gets into the wackadoo kind of area it, it feels very realistic at least or plausible and it, it it straddles that line really well of being a little fantastical but believable so story wise i was pretty impressed with the outcome i think it is absolutely worth a, a look for anyone uh you'll you'll know in the first hour whether or not it's something for you okay but i think if you appreciate good writing i think if you appreciate good characters and storytelling it's it's definitely worth a check 
you heard it here, folks. Pentiment. If you don't play it, okay. <laughs> it is All a right. video game. Yes, it is a game that Alex looks forward to playing someday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I won't uh, bore you too much, but I will say that I started my venture into Pokemon Scarlet while I was on vacation this last weekend. And boy, let me tell you, that game is not like any other Pokemon game I have ever played. In some ways. In other I was ways... Say, I, I thought Arceus was the biggest departure so far. It's a pretty big this, departure. I thought this follows the same Ar- the Arceus kind of format. But there's so. different stuff that they added that I was pretty surprised about. So, uh, you guys know Pokemon, so I'm not going to bore you with that. But... I don't know how much of the story you know about this one. There is a school, and you are going to this school. When you get to school, they're like, oh, by the way, we have, uh, like, Rumspringa, spring break here, so you can go out and find your treasure. And what that means is that you are free to explore the rest of the map and follow the story beats that they give you. So the main three that I have are the gym challenge, very standard for a Pokemon game. There's taking down Team Star, which is your Team Rocket, but there's five of those around the map, and you go into their base, and you fight them using a new mechanic. And that new mechanic is that you can send out your Pokemon and do battle with other Pokemon without actually doing the turn-based battle. So you will throw out your Pokeball, and your guys will like run at an opposing Pokemon, and if you're stronger, it'll knock him out. If it's an even uh, battle, then you might end up having to fight it, or if you're very unprepared or your Pokemon are not as strong, then it just goes straight into the, the battle scene, and you have to go through that. And then the last one is finding and defeating five... They, they call them like the, the legend quest or the mythic quest, but it's just like really big-ass Pokemon. Like one of them, it's the regular Pokemon, but the they're ten times the size as a normal one. All the while, it's got tons of different areas. It feels, and I shared some uh, exchange with Alec on this one, but it it feels kind of like Breath of the Wild in mm. in ways that I was not expecting it to. You get uh, a Pokemon that you can utilize as a means of conveyance so you climb on his back and he runs around very fast uh mine now glides and can run across water but the map is free for you to do whatever you want you can explore wherever within reason because if you get to an area with very difficult enemies they're just going to beat you back but it is crazy how much the game has evolved over the years from that very, uh, this is the path that you have to take to, hey, you know what? Go do whatever and have fun with it. See, I'm just, I'm imagining a Pokemon where after you use your Pikachu too many times, it shatters. Yeah. I don't want my Pikachu to shatter. But that's kind of what you can do. You can send out your your Pikachu and have him try and fight other Pokemon. He can get damaged 
And then if he gets knocked out doing this uh, like non-traditional combat, you got to go to a Pokemon Center. But there's just... The Pokemon, when you defeat them, they now drop items, and you can use those items to create the TMs, so the move set that you would have in the original games. So you're not, not limited by, you know, you only get one of these for the whole game. Like, you go in, you can farm and get more copies of it. So they really brought into a, a crafting system in this one. I know that uh, Arceus definitely has that stuff. Yeah. Is, is crafting something that has been in recent Pokemon games before this? No, I played... I didn't play Arceus. I played the one before that. So I actually played Shield. Sword and Shield. Yeah, I played Shield. I didn't yep. do any of the DLC. And that had... You would go into a town, do what you needed to, do your gym battle, and then you would go into the next section of the map. But it was linear. Like, you went from area to area to area. This one, the map is gigantic. So I get what people are complaining about with the way that it runs on Switch. I see stuttering, I see skipping, it, when it tries to do, like, sunset and movement, it looks janky as hell, but this is such a cool departure from what it was, and it takes all of those things that you love about Pokemon and brings them back, but then adds on to the overall experience. I think this is way too much fun. I found myself, like, smiling and giggling, and the stories that you follow along with are heartfelt. Hmm. Like, one of the reasons why you're going on this legend hunt is so that this guy can cure his best friend who is a an injured Pokemon. And it, it gives this background, and you start to feel stuff that's like, wow, this is kind of nice. The Team Star, these are kids that were picked on, bullied, and and made fun of, and that's why they decided to start their own gang. So, yeah, they're a gang of kids, but they were sick and tired of getting made fun of. So what do you do? You get your friends together, you start a posse, you start a podcast. Alex? <laughs> <laughs> it is funny seeing how this series has changed since our child. That's a lifetime ago. It's yeah. a stupid thing to say. but like, No, it's true. I... I my, I always envisioned this as what it was originally, which is a pretty bare-bones kind of JRPG setup of a game. Uh, it was almost more about self-inserting yourself into the game mm -hmm. so you always be the one that collected the Pokemon and, and gotten the gym batches and stuff. Uh, it is it is interesting to see how much it has leaned more into original storytelling. It was an Arceus as well uh, in a very pleasant way. Uh, I actually I did start Shield... Well, my son's playing sword right now so i'm i'm starting to see what you're talking about with the linearity on that one yeah and uh which was i mean the games had been linear but usually you had a little bit of motion to like deviate off the path yep. sometimes uh so the prospect of it being open world and the breath of the wild comparisons do I'm, appeal <laughs> i'm telling you this is the level of what you're able to do i it's you get into the school and it's like, all right, have fun. Like there's a left, there's a East gate, there's a West gate. You go out whichever one you want. And then from there, the rest of the map is at your disposal. If you want to try and book it to go somewhere else, you go, man. There's nobody that's going to stop you except for, you know, high level Pokemon. 
the the other question I have is I I assume that doesn't usually happen with like ability carryover, but Shield has that Gigantamax feature in it, if I recall right. There's something similar in this one, okay. but it it is not that. It's like a crystallized form, and it'll enhance a particular ability. So if it's a fire type, chances are pretty good that it's going to boost all of their fire type moves. But mm -hmm. there's the off chance that it won't be that. It could be that you have a fire type Pokemon, and when you crystallize them, they get water type affinity. Okay. So it's it's neat. I think I like it better than gigantic Pikachu sitting on other Pokemon. Alex looks like he's about to kill himself. I think I should stop. All right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's more the fact of that, like, again, I, I was the kid who I, I only played the first one. I played the second one uh, a little bit, and I liked it, but it was, still, it was so much more the same. And I tried black, like, a, uh, I want to say, like, three years ago, and I kind of was like, not oh, okay, call. these haven't changed. Goodbye. Um, which is not a problem. I get it. But then it kind of they kind of went too far for me. Where I understand new mechanics, I like I they, you know you need new mechanics. That was my problem originally, but now it's like crystallizing your Pokemon to make fire type, water type, which kind of defeats the purpose. Why don't you just have a water type? Um, you do. It's just a way of making your Pokemon a little bit stronger for a portion of the battle. Yeah, and then there's and then there's breeding, and then there's all this uh, other stuff. I'm just like, oh, this is this this now has gone too far. But well, I definitely like. Uh, the idea of how uh, Arceus and now Scarlet and and Violet have kind of given us the full realization of what we technically always wanted in a Pokemon game, which is that freedom, that explore, go anywhere. Like you know the what they used to say that was the the, the cliche. You see that mountain, you can go there. <laughs> yeah, I went to that mountain, and I realized that there was a cave that I had to go through in order to get on top of it. So. So this is all very this is all very cool, and I'm glad that they've gone this far. Uh, there is a there is a, a there is a world where I go back to Pokemon just to see, like I did with Black. I put like ten hours into Black, and I was like, well, I don't think I think I got it. No, nah, so I will say Black and White did introduce me to one of my favorite Pokemon, Girder. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's so cool. buff. Yeah, he's just he a buff a dude with the giant. It's a giant Girder. Like hanging yeah. out, I'm like that's cool, man. You're a cool Pokemon. Yeah. You're a, you can hang like, out with me forever. Like more buff than um, Machamp? Uh, no, he's he's like he's, a rival to Machamp, and he's like he's still pretty like buff. Slim down paired version. Okay, you should have played. Uh, oh, I can't remember which one it was. I'll I'll Before have to come or back after to Black it. and White. <laughs> It was one of the more... Re I think it was Sun and Moon. Yeah, you should have played Sun and Moon so that you could hang out with the creepy Pokemon professor who was definitely hitting on your mom the whole time and was also a luchador. Oh, man. I was, was like, great because... I was against all of that until luchador came into the conversation. <laughs> it was, that is a wacky storyline. He just kept like... He doesn't wear an undershirt. He just wears a lab coat. And he shows up at your house and he's like, Oh, hey... How's it going? I was just going to hang out with your mom. Like, mm, could you not? Or could you put well, a shirt on? At least if you're going to hang out with my mom, put on a shirt. And he's like, nah, I'm cool, yo. Uh, but anyway, that's that's it. I will definitely make it through this. 
I don't know which story path I'm going to finish first, but I'm trying to do all of them equally at the same time because it's just more fun to see where each of the storylines goes. But we'll we'll come back. Next week is episode 200, so I'm sure we're going to have some blowout and it's going to be crazy and Alex is going to set off some fireworks in his condo and definitely won't get arrested. Fire alarm will be called. <laughs> the fire department? Yeah. There was double fire alarms today at work. You are so tired and or just done yep. with this episode. Yeah. So I will I'll take us over to take us over to one last thing. And this Ooh. week's one last thing is brought to you by the shame that you feel for playing those long video games. Do they have an end? Not always. Will you finish them? Probably not. But that's okay. Uh, my one last thing, I don't know, I'm hoping for a snowstorm, I would love some alone time with either Pokemon or finally dig in deeper to Star Ocean, I want to say I'm like 50 hours into that BS, and no end in sight. What about you, Alex? What do you got? I got two for you, some two hot ones, I, uh, I, I modded resident evil seven for vr uh, oculus and uh i don't know if it was me or i have to redo some settings but i got real sick because it did it, <laughs> not because of vr well yes because of vr but because that game wasn't it was not configured correctly i was half into a, a see-through body and then Ugh. like um, the, the Resident Evil Seven in the beginning takes like takes uh, takes the camera control away from you a lot, and that yeah. feels real bad. So your character, you're like, okay, I got my hands. I'm walking, 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 and all of a sudden your character's hands will start moving out away from you, and the camera will mm. pull out, and you see your character, and it just feels like you're dragging your head away from your body. It feels real bad. I gotta tell you. Could it you does not, not play it in VR? Uh, yes, I can not play it in VR, but it's more fun to think that I'm going to try. I'm okay. going to try to re- redo some settings, uh, double-check my mods. They might be old and I need to update, etc., etc. I'm just telling you that that was the experience I had. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Getty's going to be so pumped. And I got like five minutes in and I was like, this is not This is not how – I. there's no way to play this. It's not a thing. I am looking forward to the first scene at the dining room table Yep. and just your reaction – to how that happens so uh-huh <laughs> and uh just on a whim my number two is that just on a whim i was randomly like thinking about hard space shipbreakers as i do in my free time just think about it i just sit there and I'm like man that game is real good <laughs> um and i that game is real first person in the way that they everything is just your hands and i was like that's gotta be vr right Halfway through your Pokemon conversation, I Google and I get, here's the mod for Hard Space Shipbreakers in VR. So I That's what that face was. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a, a look of surprise. So that, that must yeah, have been it. Again. I'm going I'm to do it. Okay, Joel, you're the last one. Do it. All right. Uh, quit Vampire Survivors update. <laughs> I am two achievements from getting all of them. Uh, I need to get 100,000 kills with the two Moonspell characters. And that's my last hurdle here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's funny, for a little while, I tried doing it, and it's like the game forgot to keep tallying up kills. I would get to like 30 or 35,000, and it would just stop. No reason why. Really? Maybe like, maybe like 18 or 20 minutes in, 
wouldn't count any other kills. Like, I was collecting the gems and leveling up still, but it just wasn't tallying Weird. Uh, the other funny thing, one of the uh, unlockables, you technically need a mouse and keyboard for in order to complete. <laughs> and so you would either have to plug in a mouse and keyboard into your Xbox or do what I did and just put in the passcode in, in that passcode option instead. There's passcodes in that game? There are. Uh, which one? I have all of them. I've had all of them forever. Even the new ones. I, for, I forget which, but there is one where you literally have to type in a, a word or phrase while playing a level. I forget which one it was, though. Oh, and you're doing it on the Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nope, yeah. that's that's accurate. You do need to do at least one of those. Okay. Yeah. 90 yeah, hours. That, Jesus. Champion at the bit for more uh, more content. Get at it, Pontal. Give them a break, man. They just did something for you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I, I Bat Country is a very good, very good level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if if you have any affinity for Sonic the Hedgehog, especially the bonus levels from the first game, you're gonna have a lot of fun. That was disorienting. The first time it goes to <laughs> do the Sonic uh like running around the globe. Ugh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and I I've been trying to get used to Toasty, which is that that pink ghost that has only one hit before it dies. And let me tell you, those black spots completely bu- blind when those <laughs> bats start popping up. So fun stuff. Okay. Well, I guess this is like I said the end of an era. After this, guys, we're in the 200s. Whew. Okay, that'll be it for this week's so episode. Much time of... wasted. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be it for this week's episode of Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we play games and video game accessories um alex is still playing his backlog on mondays tuesdays this week i had a, had a family thing but i did go back for the skater excel and chill yeah skater excel and chill is on tuesdays thursdays we normally host a podcast here on twitch oh we're not on twitch today oops uh and saturdays is joel's wild card will he play vampire survivor Will he play Escape Academy? Will he go back to Disco Elysium? Only one way to find out. Tune in to our Twitch. Is that okay? Can I say that? Yep. Do it. Okay. Also check out our TikToks and our YouTube as we're going to have a lot more videos and our website for more reviews. Oh, yeah. We got reviews. Getty just recently did a preview. Uh, What was it called, Getty? It was called... Wheel of Fortune... Wait... No, Frontier Hunters. <laughs> Frontier Hunters, Ezra's, Ezra's Wheel of Fortune, right? Yep. Before that, I did a review of Straylight, my Oculus Quest uh, game. Wait, I had something else on there. We we do a lot of stuff. Children of Silent Town, uh, Power Cord review. Power Cord. I went back to uh, that. Space they added more characters. Unbound, the Sanabi preview. We, Mother Gunship, we have done... Three, four, five, six, seven pieces of c- content on our website. Written you. content for you. This year? Just this year. Just this year. Just this year. And we got more. 
I'm looking at our Trello board and there's just more stuff here that we that need to do. Count the interviews. Oh God. Yep. We got some of those incoming. So we, gotta the, we gotta release some of those soon. If you're uh I'm 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 too busy coming up with dumb TikTok ideas. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna get real. It's gonna get real dumb. Yeah. I like it. Uh yeah. So check out all of the stuff that we have. Maybe get yourself some poggers. Energy drink. Can I say it? We might do we might do it. <laughs> Can I say it? We might do an answer that yeah, Use good game at checkout for ten percent off your order. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Good game, Joel. Good game. Good game, Alex. Good night. Everyone. I don't think you